0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 358 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Seth, Olive, and we have a special cast this week. Uh, We are joined by... MTG Pro, Andrew Cuneo. How's it going today, Andrew? Thanks for joining us again. It's going great. Happy to be here. Uh, happy to have you, because we're going to be talking all cast about alchemy. We got this huge announcement about new formats in nerfs and digital only cards and standard and historic, and we want to really dig into this, and not only dig into it, but kind of get a a pro's perspective on it, which is a perspective that we don't usually have on the cast. Uh, so no crim today, but we
1: do have, of course, the owner of MTG Goldfish as well, Richard, what's up this fine? monday richard hey seth uh exciting times exciting times did you know there was an innistrad championship as well so uh we just kind (laughs) of missed that one but yeah alchemy innistrad championship
0: somehow Somehow wizards managed to keep their streak of having big important tournaments with, uh, with lame duck dead formats going. I thought they were good this time because there was like no set releases. Nothing was going to get banned. And then they announced alchemy like <laughs> a couple days before Innistrad Championship. So now none of those formats actually matter. But, uh, but yeah, that, that did happen this weekend as well. But anyway, our plan for today is we're talking alchemy. We're digging deep into it. But before we jump into that, We got a sponsor, an awesome sponsor, and that is Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, you've probably heard about them from us before. They are a great way to sell your Magic Collection, and they're offering a new service that's geared towards selling smaller batches of valuable cards with a reduced service fee. With their curated shipment service, you can sell your cards for the best available buy list price with only a 5% fee. And as with all of Card Conduit services, you don't gotta sort your cards, you don't gotta grade them, none of those hassles, just safely package them up and ship them out. And of course, you'll get a detailed report with the results. So you can check out Card Conduit's curated shipment option as a way to buy list up to 150 cards with fast processing, optimized prices and the low low service fee of just 5%. And right now, you can get another 10% off by going to cardconduit.com/goldfish cardconduit they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards so thank you to card conduit for supporting the show and let's talk some alchemy so i uh, i guess probably what we gotta do first is a uh, lot of people know what this format actually is what's it about so richard what is what is alchemy what's happening in
1: magic these days all right coming this thursday so literally three days from now uh is a new format and set uh so it's basically standard card pool with new digital only cards Uh, plus rebalances to existing standard cards. Uh, So they've spoiled a bunch of cards already for blue, white, red, which you can see on mtgpreviews.com. So they have mechanics like Perpetually that we've seen before. Uh, So we have all those cards, so digital-only mechanics. And then we have rebalances to cards such as Epiphany or Goldspan Dragon. So this will be a new format uh, Alchemy, there will be a queue for it, so you can play ranked and stuff like that. Uh, the rebalanced cards will also affect the older formats uh, on Arena, such as Historic. And you get these in packs. Uh, I don't know if I'm missing anything, Seth. Is that the gist of Alchemy. I think, I think that's a, that's a pretty, pretty good overview. Yeah. The cards are,
0: they're going to release an Alchemy set alongside every standard set, like a a month or six to eight weeks after the set, there's going to be this like supplemental set that is tied to the standard set, but not really part of it. That's going to feature digital only cards for Alchemy and for historic. Uh, you won't be able to draft it. So the way you get the cards is either spending your wild cards or by cracking packs of it. And there is some sort of like duplicate protection where it's supposed to like prioritize cards from alchemy because it's going to be a mixture of alchemy and like the normal set that it's tied to, if that makes sense. But yeah, that's basically it. It's it's essentially standard plus rebalances, plus digital only cards, and uh, both the new digital only cards and the rebalances also incidentally hit on historic as well. So your goldspan dragon, if it changes for alchemy will also be the the eroded version for historic. So Andrew, what do you think of this format? Uh, What is your opinion of this announcement?
2: Well, I think that this is great, to be honest. This is, I, I made this, this comment in a, in our team discord that this is the first time in a long time wizards has done something that makes me feel like they have a pulse. Like it, <laughs> it's, they felt kind of like they were asleep in terms of providing a good standard environment for a while. And so I think that this was a, a necessary yeah. step. Like definitely on, on arena, you know, past maybe two weeks after the set comes out. Just if you're logging in and you're still playing standard, you got to be thinking, why aren't these cards being better balanced? Like, why aren't they fixing this? Are you really going to stick with this for the next couple of months? So this, I think, is a great uh, announcement that they're going to start trying to have a balanced format that you can play for longer into the life cycle of the sets.
0: That's one of the things I'm most excited about too, is we've had some pretty bad standards recently, where you have one deck that's 50%, 70% of the meta, but even when standard is good, it's a really small format. There's not that many sets. There's usually a handful of playable decks. So after a month or two, after a set release, I'm just, I'm off to modern, I'm off to historic, I'm playing legacy, but I'm not really playing standard, not even if standard is good, not cause standard is necessarily bad just because it's the same, and it gets kind of stale for me, so the reason I'm most excited about this announcement is definitely uh, Fresh Standard is exciting. I like new Magic cards, and the idea that when we get to that point, you know, six weeks after a set release where Standard is the same decks, and you've played Epiphany for the, you know, fifth time in a row, and Mono and mono Green, this is gonna be an injection of life into the format and give you something else that you can can play. What do you think, Richard? Like, where are you at as far as Alchemy itself, this new version of Standard?
1: I'm very mixed on this so gameplay wise so for playing like magic and standard this is amazing right like we've been asking for this like use your digital client right like when cards are broken you can fix them immediately you don't need to wait uh, and hope for a rotation or a b and or something you can just fix it right so that's awesome so gameplay is w- gameplay wise is awesome uh i'm a little iffy on like say the economics of this the ux of this uh, old school Magic players, like people who play standard and FNM, uh, will dislike this. And if it creates like a rift in the community or maybe people just boycott or something, I don't know, right? Like, you know, it's very unpredictable. Uh, but I think, you know, pure standard gameplay, this is, uh, this should be good at least. Unless Wizards goes like totally crazy because remember when Fire Design came out? They're like, we're going to take more aggressive risks with cards because we have more BNRs. Uh, I hope they don't go like totally nuts and like have broken standard for two weeks, nerf, break it another way, nerf, break it another way, <laughs> nerf. I hope they don't go too extreme, but if done well, this could be very good for gameplay.
0: Yeah, it'll uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it shakes out. I do think you hit on a couple of interesting things. The cost is definitely a concern, and we'll get into that, but one thing I'm wondering about is what does this do to standard proper wizards? When they were announcing this, they said pretty directly, this is not replacing standard. You can still play standard, but you can also play alchemy in all the same ways. There's best of three. There's best of one. it counts towards rank. So this does everything that standard does, but standard will still be available on arena. What do you think, Andrew? Is this actually going to be uh, just something that runs alongside standard? Or do you think people are going to gravitate more towards alchemy and less towards standard because of uh, because of these changes and the freshness of it?
2: I, I think that basically this is the end of people focusing on standard. I, I'm sure that they're telling the truth. They're still going to have an option to play standard on arena. I just don't think anyone's going to choose it. Because like, when, when Thursday comes around, I'm going to log in. I'm definitely going to go and play alchemy because I don't want to just play against broken epiphany decks for like the millionth time. So I'll I'll, you know, however much I play alchemy until the next set comes out. That's what I'm going to be doing. And then the new set's going to come out and I'm going to want to try the new cards and I'm not going to go and be like, "Okay, I'm going to try the new cards in standard against the old version of epiphany." Like I'm just going to once I switch to alchemy, I'm just going to stick with it, you know, forever basically. There's never you're never going to want to go back to standard from alchemy to play against the unbalanced stuff you got sick of initially. So I I think it's (laughs) just kind of a one-way street. Once you switch, you're not going back and everybody's eventually gonna switch.
0: As far as Arena is concerned, it does, in a lot of ways, feel like strictly better standard. <laughs> like standard, but without the miserable stuff. And Well, discounting the economic, like the, the fact that it's... You do need more cards, theoretically, to play this format if you're going to get the new digital-only cards. But discounting that, in a lot of ways, it does feel like better standard because you're going to have the the nerf of Epiphany or Gold's Dragon or Azika's Cherry, and you're going to have different things going on. What do you think, Richard? Is this the death of standard, at least on Arena?
1: Yeah, I think, Andrew, hit it. Like, what, what reason do you have to... I guess set after set, try to go back and beat old Epiphany. Like, why would you do this to yourself? Right? Like you would just play (laughs) with the balanced cards. Um, the, The interesting thing is if Wizards is designing cards for the paper release, right? For the next set. And they're designing around broken Epiphany. Like how do these cards interact with the alchemy cards? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like how do you make any cohesive sets or formats like this? Like, It feels like there's a big divide here, and I I don't know what exactly is going on because you can't be designing for Old Epiphany and New Epiphany at the same time. So what is the new set even going to look like? And is it irrelevant because Alchemy will just override half the cards anyway and then have its own thing going on? So the, the divide between tabletop magic and digital is going to be very interesting with these new sets coming up in alchemy
0: yeah that was where i wanted to go next actually like what does this mean for paper standard like is paper standard Relevant anymore? Does it matter? Is it part of the equation? Arena world now, where paper is just commander, and you know, competitive standard like play is going to move to arena. Like, is that even a concern? Because it feels like it has to hurt on paper standard too. If that's still a thing we care about, like some people do use digital to test for their paper events. Your cards in standard are going to be different than the cards in alchemy, as some of them, thanks to the nerfs and the buffs. Like,
2: what does this do to paper standard? Well, I I haven't played paper magic since before covid. So I'm very out of touch with it, but my impression is that paper standard is not at all popular. Like paper commander, paper modern from talking to people, that's what people want to play in paper. So I just I don't think paper standard is a relevant format right now
1: like even before alchemy. So I don't know that it actually changes that to be honest. Yeah. I I think that's true like Arena was the first nail in Standard's coffin. COVID was the second. And I think this is the finishing touch. Like, I think, why would you, why would you do this? And if we had organized play events, I would expect them to be modern. I guess just modern, modern pioneer if they actually try to revive it or or something. Like, why (laughs) would you play Standard? And I can't imagine forcing people to, um, if alchemy is the real thing, forcing people to play standard for op in uh, in paper. Like I just can't imagine that happening if alchemy is actually very popular.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess that's true. This paper standard seems to be kind of dying anyway, and maybe this doesn't change a whole lot. It'll be very interesting to see what happens with whatever pro-level events we have coming up. We know they announced some arena events. I think, like, an arena open uh, upcoming is going to be Alchemy, but I know Wizards mentioned uh, that they're going to do pro-level events for this format, so maybe that's where we end up, is, like, uh, we have Historic and Alchemy as the digital competitive formats, and then we have Modern and modern, I guess, is the paper formats, if Wizards does support that. What do you think about the community's reaction to this so far? I think one of the the most jarring things to me, just like being on social media, being on Reddit or YouTube, uh, making some videos about this is, wow, everyone really freaked out about this. And I know we're Magic players, Magic players really freak out about anything, but this was like, very, very negative reaction. Is there, uh, is there any chance that this reaction is going to be a problem for the format and going to keep it from succeeding? Or do you think this is one of those cases where everyone complains and then come Thursday, they're going to be firing up alchemy to not have to deal with uh, epiphany, which they were pl- complaining about last
2: month or whatever. Like, what do you think about that big reaction? I I think that people are overreacting. I, I think everybody has a kind of natural instinct to just be negative negative on any Wizards announcements. And they they learned that over time, probably for good reason a lot of the time. But I think this time it's actually positive. If you remember uh, when on Magic Online, when they switched drafts from being pods to being leagues, there was a lot of negative reaction, like you don't want to have to play against some broken rare that got passed that wasn't in your pod. And just almost immediately everyone realized, well, leagues are just so much more fun. So everyone just switched to playing leagues. I think this is going to be the same thing. People are are worked up, but they're going to realize that it just leads to the actual games being more fun, playing with better balanced cards, and then people will be happy once they get used to
1: that. I think it might depend on how good alchemy is. Like, if you log in and alchemy just feels like standard somehow, like even though they balanced all the cards, but the same things happen, people might get so turned off. Uh, Because remember, wizards try to push best of one, like a lot. And turns out best of one is just worse than best of three. So it's it's kind of fallen by the wayside never to come again. So I'm actually surprised Wizards didn't, you know, wasn't more generous with the launch of this, right? Like here are some wild cards, here are like lots of packs, not like three packs, but like lots of packs or like free events or something to get people like really onboarded. Uh, they knew this would be unpopular, right? Like with the digital only mechanics the first time around, they knew people were going to push back. So I'm surprised they just weren't like super generous, get everyone on board with this and like try it out. But I I do think the first impression of the format does matter because if the format feels exactly the same, people will be like, I'm not gonna spend more money to play the same thing right? So I think it needs to leave a good impression and and like actually be different than what we're playing.
0: So do you think this format will feel different than standard? I mean, obviously we have a ton of new, there's 63, I think altogether, digital exclusive cards. We have like a little more than half of them so far. A lot of them look interesting and fun. I haven't seen anything that I think is going to be like the new best card in standard. I think some of them will be, you know, role players in decks. Maybe the bigger impact is really the nerfs, like Alrin's Epiphany costs an extra mana to foretell. You only get the birds if you foretell. Goldspan Dragon doesn't make a treasure when it's targeted, only when it uh, actually gets to attack. Ezekiel's Chariot makes one cat now, Faceless Haven a little bit smaller. Uh, You play a lot of uh, standard, Andrew. Like, do you expect Alchemy to be basically standard with a few people trying these digital only cards, or are we in for a relatively new meta because of these nerfs and other changes?
2: I, I think we're... I'm hoping we're in for a relatively new meta, because I do think they hit a lot of the the top decks, and I, I have to say that I think this standard is bad, but I actually think it's really close to being very good. There's just a couple of outliers that are so much better than everything else that really constrain what you can do in the format, and they've attempted to knock almost all of those down. So, like, I mean, at the recent set championship, I played a mono-red deck. I didn't do very well, but I didn't (laughs) think my deck was that much worse than the actual top decks. And there were lots of people trying to play, like, Black Zombie decks. There's a lot of stuff in Standard that's close to good enough, but it isn't good enough because of a handful of cards. The one caveat to that, though, is I think Expressive Iteration is arguably the best card in Standard. And they didn't touch that. So I think there is a real danger that we go from is it epiphany being the best deck to just some sort of is it control deck with Lear and Hullbreaker horror being the best deck. Hopefully, if that <laughs> happens, they'll be very proactive in fixing it quickly to give the, the format a chance to thrive. Like I, I do think if Alchemy, it just turns out that all that happens is a different is it deck is the best deck? And we're stuck with that for a month or two. It's going to be a flop for sure. So,
1: yeah, uh,
0: I I have concern about that as well. Go go ahead,
1: Richard. I'm curious, Sorry. Andrew. So we, you know, every format people complain this is like the worst format ever, and the best, you know, the best standard was insert whenever I started playing Magic, right? So, in your professional opinion, like when was the last good standard that you felt was like balanced and fun? I, I think the
2: the standard that Autumn won in Cleveland, maybe, which was whatever set was right before war of the spark autumn one with like a blue tempo, the blue tempo deck and people played mono red and people played like Esper control. And it's, it's not for me, it's not just about the diversity of decks you play against, but the actual gameplay and like having fun games. And that format had a lot of fun games. The problem with this standard and the one before it, honestly was the games just kind of snowball and, You can't really come back once you fall behind. And a lot of that does have to do with the way they've designed the cards, where just every card has so much value attached to it that if you once you start falling behind, you can't come back because your opponent's never going to give you an opening because they're never going to stop doing stuff. And the nerfs haven't exactly done anything to address that, but at least knocking down the most ridiculous cards is going to make it so that the games are going to snowball a little bit less hard. So I think we'll, we'll get better gameplay and more deck diversity. Yeah,
0: I think, I think that's likely as well. And one of the nice things is wizards uh, has mentioned they're planning on rebalancing stuff monthly in this format. So, Hopefully we get off to a good launch. I do think that the biggest risk would be like, is it still dominating? And people are like, well, why would I, why would I spend wild cards on getting these additional cards or play this new format or play a format that's not in paper when it's essentially the same thing? Like, sure, Epiphany is a little worse, but I'm still dealing with, you know, uh, 60, uh, 56 of the 60 cards being roughly the same as I was dealing with before. Uh, but the fact that things are going to change again the next month and the next month is someone who makes content and likes new formats. That part is really exciting to me, even if they, it didn't get expressive iteration this time which i definitely agree it's kind of hilarious how many is it decks have been broken in multiple formats since that card like going all the way back to legacy really like and we always point to other things that are like oh it's this or that it's time warp it's you know Aaron's epiphany and no one really talks about expressive iteration uh so but even if they do miss on expressive iteration and that still is a problem well we're theoretically you know three weeks four weeks away from maybe wizards doing something with expressive iteration I guess that leads to another question though. Like how much do you trust wizard's ability to balance the format, even with the option to change cards as they go? Obviously it's really hard when you're printing paper cards and you print one thing and that's what it is forever. Do you think with the ability to twist knobs and change cards as they go, like, will that lead to good standard or is there still a risk that I don't know, maybe, maybe they still can't really balance the format even with that additional
2: uh, flexibility. I'd hope that they can do it with the additional flexibility because it, they're getting to do it with the benefit of having massive amounts of data, at least at this point. Whereas, you know, the the I, I know a lot of people who have worked on the, the set designs and, and they're smart people. They work hard, but just their job is so difficult because they don't get the opportunity to see what, you know, what millions of people looking at the cards come up with. It's just what is, you know, their team, it's probably, you know, dozens of people at most. And- just what, it, if you miss something, it makes a really big deal. Like, I think that they probably didn't expect people to start playing Unexpected Windfall in Standard, but once people found Unexpected Windfall with Galvanic Iteration and Epiphany, it kind of ruined the format because it's just so obviously the best top end you can do.
1: Yeah. I mean, oh, go ahead, Richard. I, say, I think it's theoretical. So th- So theoretically, you have all the data at your disposal. And, you know, you will use that data to inform your design and you will execute. But theoretically, you would have a working magic arena client after years, you know, of like redesign and like <laughs> years and years of doing digital magic and predecessors to look upon. Yet they're unable to do, you know, a stable client. So so theoretically, their design should be better. But I don't know if Wizards will actually capitalize on that correctly and use the data um, and to touch back to Andrew's point previously, like if, if their idea is like everything comes with like eight pieces of value on it, like, will that actually fix it? You know, given more data. Um, so, so I don't know. Right. So theoretically it's, it's, it's good like you do have all the data, you know, exactly the win rates of every card, you know, how fun people play, you know, how much they log in all that stuff. But I don't know that wizards is going to take advantage of that. Yeah. It seems like they have, they've kind of squandered that opportunity for years. And, the, the optimist would say, well, here it is, right? They're, they're finally taking advantage of it. The pessimist would say, well, this is another great failure in digital magic about to happen. So we'll see what they actually do. But, you know, given their track record, I'm not too optimistic. Hopefully they don't just like use their old R&D processes on this, but they actually go like through the data and actually do it uh, the way everyone is imagining they do it.
2: Well, I I have two things to say in response to that. One is that if you look at the way Wizards has made decisions over the past couple of years, they try to do things in a data-driven way, and I think it's led to some pretty ridiculous results. Like, I don't know if you followed the whole... When they were trying to justify not banning Brainstorm for a long time, and they, they would publish data, and if you looked at the data, you'd be like, no, this data is saying you should ban Brainstorm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you've just chosen to interpret it in a way to try to justify the fact that you don't want to ban it. So they don't have a great track record on using data, I would say, but we can hope. The other thing I want to say about this is I don't think they're doing this whole alchemy thing as like some sort of thought experiment or, you know, wouldn't it be fun if we tried doing this? I think they're doing it because they actually feel like they need to do something to make standard better. Because I think they're probably looking at how many people are logging onto Arena, how long are they engaging with standard how much are they spending and they're saying we're just not getting you know we're not getting a good return on standard people are burning out on it too fast so i think they're trying to do this because they feel they need to improve standard so i think that they are going to be motivated to try to do a good job like i don't i don't think this is going to be an idea that they try it it flops you know the first time and they're just going to give up i think we are going to see iteration on trying to make it into something really good
0: i mean because arguably standard has been flopping for the last few years anyway (laughs) like it goes through times when it's better than others but really hasn't been a very good standard in the last three years honestly so you can't really fault wizards for trying something different even if it's something sort of radically different uh, as we're seeing with alchemy do you think this has a impact on paper set design that's one thing i've been wondering about Like. Now that Wizards knows they can change cards for Historic and Alchemy, does it make them more likely to just YOLO it and print, you know, busted stuff in paper that maybe trickles down and hits on Modern or if anyone still plays Paper Standard or Legacy? Because they're like, well, I mean, Arena's our are big thing now. We can always fix it later on Arena. So whatever, just ship it. It'll be fine. We'll
2: we'll, we'll we'll cut out the kinks as we go along. I don't really know what to expect when it it comes to the paper cards. When, do you guys know when the last time they banned a modern card was? I, I don't pay attention to modern.
0: It's been... Jeez, what was the last modern ban? Simeon Spirit Guide, right after Velky slash Tibble came out, I think was the last one. So it's been
2: a year I I was just thinking that, you know, whatever they did to make Modern Horizons 2, that seems like it was successful. Like, so I yeah. would think that... I, I would hope they would just take
1: inspiration from that. Uh, this is pretty interesting because... So we're starting to see the the trickle effect of commander, like design permeating in all of our cards. Uh, So like, you know, in standard, just like, what are these like commander cards doing here? Right. And we have commander set supplementals with standard. Alchemy doesn't have to deal with that, right? When you release alchemy cards, you don't have to care about slapping legendary on a random card just to appease commander players or, you know, changing the mechanics to say, you know, any opponent or all opponents or whatever. So on one hand, alchemy is freed from that. On the other hand, does Alchemy allow paper to go full nuts on like commander cards right? So now the only thing people are buying paper standard cards for are their commander decks. So we'll just go like totally ham and then we'll like use alchemy to like add in some like 1v1 staples or to balance them out. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with that but you know I think this relegates standard to be basically commander cards right because you know modern horizons is where you get your modern and eternal staples. Right. So it'll be interesting. And and theoretically, all these
0: alchemy cards that they're adding each set are going to be designed for standard, well, alchemy and historic. So that does kind of maybe free them up to focus even more on commander and paper standard sets. And then they can put the cards they need to like make standard work in these supplemental sets if no one's playing it in standard anyway. So it'll be interesting. I like... Ah. I have super mixed feelings about like all of this overall. Like, I'm really excited to play the format, but then there's also things that make me concerned. One of the biggest ones that I think is somewhat legitimate is. The economic impact. There's two big things I think that people have brought up that makes them worried about the economy. uh One of them is just more cards to collect in standard that you can't get in draft. Because one of the ways people work around the not super generous arena economy is just to draft a bunch when a set comes out and hope that that'll get you the cards you need to build a standard deck. Well, there's no alchemy draft. So if you want any of the new cards, uh you're going to have to essentially buy packs or spend wild cards on them. Thankfully, the, the nerfs and buffs, if you already own the card, you get the new version of the card as well so that helps a little bit the other concern is this sits on historic and historic players built epiphany decks or so there's some gold span dragons that occasionally show up in historic not a ton but epiphany is probably the big one or luminarch aspirant but people spent their wild cards to build decks around these cards and now those cards are changing maybe to the point where they're not going to be very good anymore in the case of like luminarch aspire i don't know if that's still playable in historic or will the epiphany deck still be playable in historic if you're buying into alchemy, you're doing it with the expectation that things are going to change. That's a whole gimmick of the format. We're going to rebalance every month. We're dumping in new cards. So I think that's pretty much fair game. Like If you spend your wild cards on the format, you do so knowing that your cards might not say the same thing in another month or a month after that. But historic players didn't necessarily do that. So now you got people who maybe spend all their wild cards on an Epiphany deck and now Epiphany is getting banned and we're going to next month have something else that changes. And after that, something else that changes. What do y'all think of the economic impact of this because that's i think the biggest criticism i've heard is all this is, is Wizards trying to get more money out of players. Their very jaded view on alchemy is this is just a way to get more money out of us. And that's Wizards primary goal. I've seen people say they made this change specifically so they wouldn't have to re, uh, refund wild cards when they ban something like that is the only reason they made this alchemy format is to get out of refunding wild card bands, which to me sounds like kind of insane that you design in a whole format and 60 cards to get out of refunding wild cards. But what do you think of the economic impact? Because that is a really big criticism from parts of the
2: community. I I think it's definitely a fair criticism to an extent. One thing I will say, you can solve a lot of these problems just by drafting more. If you're not getting all of the the alchemy cards from the packs you win in drafting, you need to draft more, which obviously that's a joke. I'm sure that that's what will happen with me is I'll I'll draft to the point that I get all of the cards from the packs you win from drafting. But I think that I, I would really like to see Wizards add something to the arena client that when they change a card, you can elect to trade that card in for a wild card of the same value, you know, within a week or a month or whatever. Like, I think that that is, that probably requires some technological development from them in, in the arena client. So they can't just do it immediately, but I, I think the community should really stand firm in, in wanting that. Cause I do think that's fair. Uh, Beyond that, I don't think that this is a conspiracy for them to try to get out of uh, giving people wild cards when they ban cards. I mean, I certainly they made the new alchemy cards with the extent, with the intent of selling them to people. Like that's what their business is. They make new cards and sell them to you. So if you don't want the new cards, just don't buy them. But it's a little bit hard for me to comment on the economy stuff because I know I don't feel it in the same way most people do because I do. I literally just draft
1: and get everything from drafting on Arena. I find it funny that when Wizards tried to shorten standard rotation, right? Same concept, right? Like, to get standard fresher, we'll rotate it more often. You know, you'll get a new card pool. Everything will be more balanced. Uh, They eventually rolled it back because change was too much. And that was just a couple years ago. And then now we're, like, basically on, like, 30-day cycles. Um, I think the answer to all of this is basically dusting. Like, I, I don't know... Like, they, they, they're trying to balance it like a video game, which makes sense, right? You want, like, all cards playable at all times. So people can swap. Uh, uh, whatever's weaker will become more powerful. Whatever's more powerful will become weaker. But that requires you to be able to fluidly move between them. And today, it's just throw more money at the problem, right? Like, just buy more cards so you own the entire set, and then now you can play whatever you want. Uh, and that is hard for casual players, right? If you just put $100 in, you built one standard deck, sorry, one alchemy deck, Uh, your, let's say, iteration gets banned or nerfed beyond belief. Now you can't play Izzet anymore. You want to play mono green. Four wild cards isn't going to save you, right? You need to build an entire new 75 cards. Uh, So being able to dust, I think, is still good for Wizards, right? If you do some ratio, two to one, four to one, anything, uh, they still come out ahead from that, right? Like You have to sink more resources in when you dust than if you were to buy them. Uh, so Wizard still makes money of that. So I think that would be a good compromise and I don't know why we still can't do it.
2: I, I was gonna say I, I think that the economy of arena is just fundamentally flawed in the sense that it's probably too easy for someone like me to basically play without spending any money. But it's once you decide to start to start spending money, you get so little value for the money you spend. That it's just fundamentally out of balance. And it would be such an incredible upheaval for them to actually correct that. That, I mean, maybe they should, but I think if we saw the complaining on alchemy, it would be, you know, multiple times that if they decided to try to make it harder for people to draft, to complete, to, to get the cards. Like, I think they've just built a flawed economy and they're just deciding to live with it, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, they, they might be stuck with it now. I know it was, it was pretty jarring when they first announced Arena not to have any sort of dusting or any any trading. It was, I think everyone just assumed they would because that's what other similar digital games do. And that's what works in paper magic. So maybe at this point they feel like they've just gone so far down this path that there's no way of, uh, of actually changing it, but it's definitely not a super, super forgiving economy for players. And I do think that those concerns are legitimate. I feel bad for people who don't have all the cards like we do because we spend money or because we draft a ton and then do end up having their deck get nerfed or bu- uh, or banned out of the format. I think Hearthstone does basically what Andrew said. Like if a card gets nerfed, I think you have the option for X period of time to trade that in for some dust or whatever. You get a full value of your dusting. So I don't know why we couldn't do something like that. I think that would alleviate a lot of people's concerns. I It would probably take a little while to get it implemented, but hopefully we move in that direction because I think that would be the fairest thing for players uh, anything that makes arena even a little bit more expensive is just tough on people because arena is already so expensive for a lot of players that it's a uh, that it's very hard to keep up on so what do you think about the impact of this on historic that's been another criticism i guess wizards is rebalancing cards specifically for standard but those changes are also impacting historic which is essentially arena's legacy format it's kind of like if you banned a standard card and then by default it was also banned in legacy which sounds insane because legacy is a different format you got way more cards Uh, do you think that this change is a does it matter at all to historic for one and is it a positive or negative to have these nerfs and buffs impacting historic along
2: with alchemy i think that it's well, I think it matters a very small amount in terms of, like, top-tier competitive Historic. Luminarch Aspirant was a good card in the Green-White human stack, and it's probably not playable anymore. I, I think the Epiphany decks in Historic weren't playable before, so they're still not going to be playable, basically. I mean, in terms of competitive, obviously, you could... Right. They, they were fine to play, but you weren't going to win very much with them. Um, I, I think it's unfortunate that they're, the changes are affecting both formats, but I think they have to decide... Do they want to pay the cost of having the confusion of having cards work differently in different formats on arena? Like if I'm right and alchemy is the dominant way that people play with the standard sets, I think it's probably worth it just to have the cards work the same way in historic. And then if you think about it, once luminarch aspirant rotates out of standard, they could just roll, they could just take the nerf off of it and it would go back to working in historic, which if you're somebody who's sitting on the card waiting for six months for it to rotate so you can start having it be a good card again. That's kind of lame, but I mean, you would eventually still get it back. I'm also excited to see, I I hope they do some minor amounts of balancing to cards in Historic. Because I think Historic is the best way to play competitive constructed on Arena by far. But Cat Oven is just like a little bit too oppressive. If they could find a way to tone that down just a little bit,
1: it would be great. Yeah, I, I think they definitely need to apply to Historic. I think the downside of having a card work differently um, is too big. Like, I, I think one of the biggest criticisms of this change is it's confusing uh, between Paper and Arena. If they could magically make it, like, you know, fix the Oracle in Paper, then I think we'd all be for it. Uh, they can do that for Historic, right? So I think they should do it. And yes, the metagame will get shooken up, like, when this first rolls out. But then it will stabilize to something and then that'll be the norm going forward and then it'll be okay. Uh, so I think that's much more preferable than, you know, remembering like which version of a seekers chariot you have, like, you know, alchemy, historic, or tabletop, right? Like it's like way too confusing, right? Like the the more uh, uniform the cards are the better. So I, I think it's a it's a fine change and historic will get shooken up and then they'll put some bannings, maybe some nerfs and then it'll be fixed and then we can go forward from there. Yeah I think it mostly depends on how successful alchemy is. Like it makes a lot
0: of sense if alchemy is the default standard and historic is the default eternal format, then the cards are the same in your two big uh, formats. If we somehow end up in a world where alchemy flops and standard is still standard, then it's really awkward where you have your one big format has one text and your other big format has different text because of this format that you tried but didn't catch on. But uh, like Andrew said earlier, it seems like Wizards has to make this work. And even if this initial iteration doesn't work, they're probably going to have to keep trying because standard all already wasn't working. So what do you got to lose at this point? Like you might as well do something to try to fix the problem or else standard's just gonna wither and die anyway. And then you're in even worse shape. I think one of the interesting aspects of this we haven't talked about is this is coming to, to professional play. I don't know how much Wizards has announced of this. I know they did a like a press briefing before they did the public announcement. And one of the things they talked about is it's entering the organized play rotation alongside the other formats. So there will be whatever we're calling pro tours this month for alchemy there will be arena opens for alchemy i think one of those is announced what do you think about this format from that perspective andrew you're the pro here i know something that has come up before when i've talked about moving pro tours closer to set release is some people say well you know the pros they need time we need we need time to get the data we need to be able to test for a few months do you think having this constantly changing churning errata format is going to be a positive or negative for the highest levels of play
2: Well, I I think it's a positive for sure. Um, I think that one of the reasons that the MPL failed and just that a lot of the the set championships don't get very good viewer counts now is that magic is supposed to be a game about deck building. And so much of high level play was just with really stale metagames. So there weren't, there weren't any new decks to show off. So it, 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 it's not fun for the players to just show up and play the same, you know, you don't, it's no fun entering a tournament where you're playing what you know is the best deck and you know, you're just going to play a mirror, you know, 10 times in the tournament because you've already tested that, you know, for weeks leading into it. So it's much better to play new formats, I think both for viewers and for the players. So I, I that's another way I'm excited about this is I think if they have big alchemy events they might handle it in a way that they used to handle modern where they would wait until about a month before they were going to do a modern pro tour and then they'd come out with a band list that shakes things up. So we might see them try to save some of the the alchemy changes for, you know, two or three weeks before there's going to be a big event so that they get an event that's got lots of new decks and shows off the deck building part of the game.
1: What do you think, Richard? Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be better, right? I, I think – I think pro players are just like normal Magic players. They like to brew, they like to mm. play new decks, right? They like to play like interesting cards, right? So, and this just adds another skill differentiator, right? Like you know, you have to be dynamic in your deck building. You need to be able to adapt, and you can't grind like ninety days worth of games uh, on mm. on the same deck, but you have to actually adapt. So, I, I think this will make it more interesting, and it gives you a reason to watch Innistrad Championship or whatever, right? Like, oh, okay, they nerfed Goldspan Dragon you know, what, what does this do? Let's tune in and see what happens, right? Let's see what the pros are doing. Uh, I, I really do hope though they, they move it up though. I, I don't want to give pros that buffer room even though they always want it. Like nerf it, give them like a week and then go, right? Like I don't want to <laughs> wait 30 days, have the data all from like every arena aggregator and then watch this championship, right? I, I want to see the fresh cards and uh, I want to see them you know, as soon as possible.
2: I, I would 100% be in favor of it working like that. The The arena team has been really gun shy of trying to do big events like that a week after the new cards just because they're worried there's going to be bugs, which... <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I, rightly. I, mean, <laughs> that, that would be I, I kind of understand
2: <laughs> that, but the, the way that they've managed things thus far, it's just been kind of guaranteed to fail because they're so timid about it that we're always waiting until the formats are so boring. That nobody wants to see them.
0: Yeah, from a from a viewer's perspective, I would much prefer every standard tournament to be alchemy. Like I, I used to watch so much competitive magic. And it just really hasn't appealed to me lately for many of the things that you mentioned, the formats are often bad. They take place way after a set release. So the meta is really known. Like you could list off what decks people are going to be playing without even seeing the deck list published because there's only, you know, one deck in the format that's going to be mirrors and who wants to watch that. So the idea of uh, having the standard format, that's going to be fresh and new and going to be able to be supported for high level tournaments. It'll hopefully be on Twitch and maybe get more viewership on Twitch and maybe actually help. Uh, magic to be more of an esport finally that we've been, you know, trying to do for years. As a viewer, that's super appealing. I do think maybe some sort of middle ground. Uh, I think it still needs to take place a little bit sooner than they're doing it. Like if they wait to the last possible day to have the event before they make the changes, then maybe you run into some of the same problems where the alchemy meta is like salve for that iteration. But with, you know, buffs and nerfs happening monthly with this supplemental set release every set, I feel like we're going to have a lot more fresh in more interesting formats, which maybe goes back to how uh, Pro Tours were, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, because that was part of the fun of tuning into these events was you'd have a set release and then you'd have these new cards enter the format and you'd be watching to see, like, did anyone figure out something crazy and new to break the format? I remember seeing, like, in Soul Artifact X kind of came out of a Pro. It used to have been very, very consistently and that hasn't happened in a long time. Maybe with this Alchemy format, we'll be able to capture some of that magic again and get people interested in actually. Actually, watching events again so i can see a lot of ways that it should be a positive really uh, assuming wizards handles it in a reasonable way which you never know know, a little bit hit or miss with their scheduling but hopefully ends up being a a big positive there
2: i i don't know how much you guys want to go into sort of inside baseball about how the set championships work but they uh we always have to register our decks the sunday before the tournament's going to start which is kind of crazy uh, like certainly for the the idea that you want to have this like shaken up meta that's really fresh they'd have to get rid of that tremendous lag time I, I I'll just I know we don't want to dive too deep on this but I it would be really nice if they went for as aggressive a change with the set championships as they just went for with changing standard to alchemy because it could really use some freshening up I would say why do you have to
0: submit it
1: so early do you know is there actually like a explanation for that some poor intern is typing up every deck list. <laughs> i know that's the case because there are yes. typos and yeah. the format changes <laughs> like every championship you're like yeah. this should be an automated system it should look the same why are there typos in names and cards i don't know <laughs> right yeah. so I, they, they have to get the graphics ready they have to get the website ready uh so i think it's just a lack of investment in their esports right like you know, yeah, you, you they should be just, able to
2: change your decks. Yeah, they, they uh, that's a hundred percent what it is.
0: So, maybe I'm just a, a moto boomer, but one of the things <laughs> I, I, I always like about, liked about <laughs> Are these nerfs coming up one of <laughs> so so the so the nerfs aren't coming to Moto. Moto's kinda Moto's kind of on its own in this. like it doesn't have any of these formats. We haven't heard anything about the digital only cards coming. It seems like Moto will still be the place to replicate paper magic. but that's kind of what I wanted to ask. like, it seems like one of the maybe unintended consequences of this is we're seeing a, a a further divide between paper magic and digital magic. Like if alchemy becomes default standard and it's that in historic, those are two formats that you literally cannot plant paper. You don't even have the option to build the deck because you got cards that don't function properly in paper. <sighs> I used to think that it mattered a lot for digital magic to be similar to paper magic does that actually matter? Are we heading into a world where we kind of have two versions of Magic? We have this paper game, and then we also have, you know, the digital game. Is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, does it, Do we need a connection between digital and paper, or doesn't that
2: matter in 2021? It definitely doesn't matter to me. I, I'm sure it matters to some people, but I I don't know that I'm ever going to go play a paper Magic tournament again. It's not something i'm I'm really interested in right now, so... I'm all for anything that's making digital better. It depends on what you think the strength of Magic was,
1: right? At at one point, we said it was card design, right? Like all these new card games come up, they have one good set and then uh, all of the next sets suck and then they just disappear. And Wizards has a good track record of designing cards if you subtract the last couple of years. Uh, the, The other strength you could rely upon is like maybe we have a paper game to fall back on, right? People love gathering in person you know finding friends, you know having a communal experience and magic you can do that right with Grand Prix, Pro tours, uh, commander events, whatever. you can't really do that with like hearthstone, right or like you know like any video game really, right? like you have land parties, but it's not the same. So I, I think that is one of the strengths of magic. I think this does put a further divide on it um, whether that's net negative or net positive, I, I don't know like maybe, by splitting it you just get more commander players and more uh you know digital standard players because both formats are better or maybe it's worse that all these players were the same players and now you try to you kind of split them between two and they're just going to choose one and you're actually going to go down in total engagement so i i don't know um but i do think it's one of the weird things where one of the strengths of magic is kind of the in-person game the fact that Theoretically, if someone played Magic like five years ago, you could give them a deck and they could play today. Um, you know, they, they could remember their high school days of playing with Shiv and Dragon and play. But I feel every day we're getting further and further from that with all the crazy mechanics and secret layers. You can't even recognize it's a Magic card, and then now with Commander and everything. So maybe that's just you know a lost dream. Uh, but I I kind of hope that's a thing. Uh, you know, the, the history of the game, the in person gathering, and all of that. But We keep saying this, like, we just had an entire year of COVID where Paper Magic was severely stifled, in-person meetings were severely stifled, and Wizards had the best economic uh, year ever, so maybe that that doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting... (sighs) I always thought the progression mattered. Like I I viewed like digital as like, okay, this is a way you can acquire new players and then get them into the paper game. Maybe you start on arena, but then you want to get more competitive. So you start going to, you know, PTQs or whatever and climb up the ladder and start playing paper. It seems like that, that bridge is no longer there, but maybe that's Fine? Ah, uh, I don't know. It's definitely weird because, like I said, I've always come from the perspective that having that connection matters, but maybe it really doesn't anymore, as we've seen with all this pandemic stuff. So, ah. I don't know. I don't know how the progression's going to work at this point with players like onboarding on arena. It's kind of its own little closed ecosystem. Now that's separated from paper and paper is pretty separated from what arena is heading towards, but maybe that's fine. And you just have to do what's best for, for arena at this point and know that you already, you have all the paper commander players who are going to be fine. And that's going to keep the paper game going. And maybe you should just focus like on digital as much as possible when it comes to formats like Standard. So It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Well, I got to ask you, Andrew, we're three, four days away from the set release. Is there anything at the top of your list to actually play in this new alchemy format? Have you have you gotten to that point yet to start theory crafting or brewing or anything?
2: I haven't uh, looked at all of the new alchemy cards. I'll definitely be doing a, a dive through those to see which, which ones look like something I, I want to try. So far, the, the none of them have really jumped out to me. I think what I'm going to start with is the way I started, maybe the previous Innistrad set. I'm going to play Blue Black Control with Siphoning Insight and Xanathar, and just try to steal my opponent's cards and just see what other people are trying. It's it's a, a I love it's a great way to do research that. is to just play their decks against them. <laughs>
0: i really love xanathar uh the, the domination of alren's epiphany has made me a little sad because i feel like xanathar is like such a sweet control finisher and i i just love playing that card but it's just been so overshadowed but maybe it'll be a time for xanathar to do some work now that Epiphany's kind of getting banned what a or not banned but nerfed what uh what about you richard have
1: you started the the brewing process with any of this stuff yet i will play mono green and I will keep playing it till I start losing, at which point I will try the deck that beat me. <laughs> and then I kind of just rotate through the format like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I was joking with you guys, but I'm serious. I don't know what half these cards do. Like, the cards are so complex now, and you're seeking from spell books and stuff. Like, I actually don't know. So I think we actually have to play with the cards to see how they actually play out. It's getting harder and harder to theorycraft with every card being double-sided and, like, 8 million lines of text referencing cards you can't even see anymore. So, yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll see when it goes live. Yeah,
0: some of, some of these cards are hard to figure out just because they do things we've never seen before in Magic's history, but I think that's part of the fun, and honestly, I'm super excited to be brewing in Alchemy, and also even in New Historic, but a lot of these cards, I don't think they're super good, but they're they're right up my alley. They just do weird, different things. I, I want to try, like, the new Gitrog monster, for example, is one, like kind of like a Desecration Demon, but with these land shenanigans thrown in. There's, like, this white Collected Company creature that I think could be really, really strong, so I, I'm really hyped for this format. And I hope other people are hyped for it, too. Like, I think I think a lot of good can come out of this. I know the initial reception has not been positive, but I do think there can be a lot of positives. And I guess I would encourage people as you're thinking about this format that they can gonna be good and bad. Like you can dislike parts of this and like parts of this and that's fine. It doesn't have to be a a black and white, you know, binary, good or bad choice. Like you can dislike some of the, the things that come from this change and like aspects of it. So uh, try to give it a chance because I think that this really could be a, a hugely positive thing for standard moving forward. And maybe we'll actually even solve a lot of the problems we've been having with standard. So. Anyway, I think we're getting near the end of the cast. Do either one of you have anything else you want to share, really? All about alchemy or anything for that matter?
2: Oh, I was just going to say we didn't bring up the arena open that just happened. Oh.
0: I'm I'm
2: just going to, I just wanted to bring it up because I I think it's one of the absolute best things on arena about competitive magic. So I think they've announced that the arena open in January is going to be alchemy. So I'm definitely looking forward to that.
1: All right. I I do have one fish meal I want to sneak in because it's kind of related to what we're talking about today. And it comes from Tax Brendan, and it talks about the original nerfed rebalanced cards, which are the fixed versions of Companions. Uh, Are they still strong? Played a Modern 1k this weekend, and 6 of the top 8 decks ran Companions. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Uh, So if you remember when Companions first came out, the mechanic worked differently. You just played them. Uh, There was no tax. Now you gotta pay 3 mana to put them in your hand, then you can play them. Uh, That was kind of our first digital rebalance where we just, like, fixed the mechanic altogether. What do you guys think of Companions nowadays? Even with the three-man attacks, they're still being very widely played. Oh My God, I I absolutely hate the Companion mechanic. Like, the worst is my
0: least favorite part of Modern, honestly. Like, even not on power level, the fact that it's always staring back at you, like, 30% of matches, I cannot imagine having a format like modern be like that for the next 10 years or 20 years. And I don't know how that changes unless you actually like ban lures or something. So I think the, the mechanic itself is inherently problematic. The only thing I would say is if, we were doing alchemy with the companions, Wizards had the chance to rebalance them again. And I think we would have seen, like, if Wizards had the option to keep changing these cards, I think we would have seen cards like Lurus or cards like Yarion probably get nerfed a second time, actually, for formats like Modern or formats like Legacy, where they're just so, so dominant. But what do you think, Andrew?
2: Well, first of all, I'm going to reject the premise of the question. This is Companions are not the first time they've nerfed and rebalanced cards. <laughs> we we've forgotten about Time Vault, um, but it, yeah, I I think that the companions are like certainly Lorus is too good, and it also it's just really boring because it makes it you know if you're playing a Lorus deck and you you're like okay I want to look for some new cards to add to my deck to you know to try to solve some problem or I'm looking at the new set to see what might be a good card to add to my deck it just crosses so many cards off the list of cards you can consider. Like Luris in particular is just really miserable for deck building, I think. The mechanic overall is is also, I mean it was incredibly overpowered when it came out and it's still probably just generally overpowered, but Luris I I wouldn't miss it if it was gone from historic or nerfed into oblivion, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, Acornet. so these cards, so these cards are available in historic, which means they're game for nerfing. Right, so I'm curious what the reaction would be if Lurus was nerfed in historic but then kept as is for modern, what, what magic player reactions are.
0: So far we haven't heard much about actually nerfing cards specifically for Historic, although I think they mentioned that could be like a possibility in the future. I, I definitely expect we'll see more of that. Like based on some of the events they have done, I, I think at a minimum we'll see cards that are banned in Historic get rebalanced to make them legal again, like we saw with Omnath. Uh And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more changes there too. So I think that they're starting with Alchemy, but I wouldn't be surprised to see, to see more Historic changes as we go along, so.
2: Do you think we might see them do things like uh, try to do a rebalanced version of channel and add that into historic? How would you, how would you, how do you rebalance channel? I mean, I I do think that would actually be kind
0: of interesting. The only thing I would say is I've always wanted them to have vintage cube on arena. I think that would be like, maybe the thing I would get most excited about them adding and seeing some cards like that get changed would make me nervous that we'd have, like, rebalance Vintage Cube, which might not be the same experience, but...
2: I definitely don't. I, I don't want to see them try to rebalance some of those really, really old cards. Like, try to make... It, just leave Brainstorm banned. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to make a balanced version of Demonic Tutor. But I would like to see them rebalance the, some of the cards that were printed originally on Arena and try to get them into Historic, I think, it would be nice. And also, just maybe try to tone down. Certainly, cat oven and maybe is it Phoenix a little bit? Historic's actually in a pretty good place. It's just really cat oven as can be a little bit oppressive.
0: Uh, well, all right. One more question then, as we wrap up: Would you be on board with having monthly esque uh, historic fork a uh, historic format changes, nerfs and buffs? Like right now, they're nerfing and buffing cards for standard, but it's impacting historic. Uh, historic's a living format too. According to wizards, would it be worth doing the same thing for historic and looking at the data, looking at the top cards in the meta and being, all right, mayhem devil's a two, two now, or whatever, whatever change you got to make, uh, you know, to make some of those decks fair. Like, should they just embrace that aspect in historic too?
2: I think they should wait to see if they're successful doing it with standard. I, I would be, I'd be in favor of it for sure. Just because I'm always happy for new constructed formats. Um, but I, I think they need to make sure they succeed with the standard version first.
1: Yeah, as long so, as Alchemy doesn't, like, die on the spot, I think it's definitely coming. Like, why why would you ban a card if you can just nerf, right, or unnerf cards or introduce cards? So if Alchemy doesn't just totally blow up, I fully expect them to do it with Historic. But if Alchemy like totally flops, they're gonna be like, haha. We're well, kidding, guys. We were just testing. Uh, this was not a thing, right? <laughs> they'll they'll like <laughs> swiftly roll it back. But like Andrew said, I doubt that's happening. I think this is something they're committed to because you know standards kind of sucked, right? And we've kind of said maybe it doesn't matter because all the money is in Secret Lair and Commander. Uh, but this is them kind of saying you know maybe it does matter, right? maybe we gotta fix it. So here's our attempt to fix it. So I do think they'll try, and if they fail, they'll try again. Um, so, and eventually I think I'll go to historic and all, all digital formats. Hopefully. Anyway, I think that, oh, go ahead. Andrew, oh, sorry. I was,
2: I was going to say, hopefully this means the end of the whole suspended versus banned thing historic. Cause that was always <sighs> that, just ridiculous. <laughs> Did that <ever> mean anything?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I could never figure out what it meant. Like, I, I don't know what they were doing with that. So it, it meant you were getting your <laughs>
2: wild cards back on a layaway plan, basically. <laughs>
1: The conspiracy holds. It was just all about giving back wild cards. All about those wild
0: card refunds. That's it. If you take one thing away from the podcast, let it be that. There's a vault at Watsy
1: headquarters where they put all the wild cards, and they have to be very careful in managing it. They can't give them all out at once. Otherwise, the whole company will collapse. So they got to. The whole economy. Yep. They got to be careful with it. Oh, uh, anyway,
0: I think that brings us to the end of episode 358 of the MDD Goldfish podcast. So, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. It was amazing. Oh, thank you for having me. And uh, Richard, it's always fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, You've heard our takes on alchemy, at least some of them. Uh, There's more on the YouTube and on Twitter and all that stuff. But let us know what you think. Very curious where you're at with this format. Let us know what you think in the comments. Thanks again to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is The Crew signing out.